rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The Lord's name be praised. Friends, welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or worshiping with us for the very first time, we welcome you. It is a delight to worship you no matter where you are on this journey of faith. Friends, I don't know about you, but it has been a complicated week. And I come to worship this day with a complicated heart. And so as we seek to worship the God in whom we live and move and have our being, let us open ourselves fully to God's presence in our worship today. Let us worship God. Please turn to your bulletin and join me in our responsive call to worship. In the beginning, God created the world and God blessed it. It is good. In the beginning, God created light and God blessed it. It is good. In the beginning, God created life and God blessed it. It is good. Since the beginning, God has not stopped creating, calling us closer to all that is good. Let us worship God together. Friends, in a week where our nation's capital building was stormed and occupied, we hear God's voice inviting us to reflect, to pray, to confess. So trusting in our God of mercy and justice, let us turn now and confess our sins using the prayer of confession as it is printed in your bulletin. God, whose spirit moved over the waters, you have washed us in your mercy, claimed us as your own, bound us in community, and called us to lives of baptismal grace. But we have not lived as your baptized people. We are not worthy to kneel at your feet. We are not ready to welcome your way. We stumble over opportunities for forgiveness and prioritize our own selfish interests. Forgive us, gracious God. In Christ, stoop down to save us. And by your forgiveness, lead us back to your waters of transformation. Beloved of God, hear the good news of the gospel. As a voice from heaven said to Jesus, so God says to each of us, You are my beloved child, and with you I am well pleased. Together let us proclaim the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. young friends. This morning I want to tell you about a card that my friend Hallie sent me in the mail. She sent me a card and it looked like any other card. It was shaped like a card. The Postal Service delivered it and when I opened it up it was full of glitter. That's right, glitter. I have some here. It's pretty small. You might not be able to see it. It's this tiny, shiny stuff that seemingly gets everywhere. And so when I opened the card, all the glitter fell out onto my carpet. 
it was red and gold and it was all over my carpet and I tried really hard to clean it up. But glitter is so small, it's kind of impossible to get out. For weeks after I opened the card, I'd notice glitter on my jeans or on the bottom of my shoe or still in the carpet. And I vacuumed and I vacuumed and I vacuumed. I bet I vacuumed over a hundred times and my carpet still sparkles. It's been almost a year since my friend Hallie sent me that card, but I still see glimpses of shimmer out of my eye every time I walk through the living room. So this past week, when I was on the phone with my friend, I said, Hallie, why did you send me that card full of glitter? I can't get rid of it. It's still everywhere. And do you know what she said to me? She said, good. She said, the world needs more sparkle. And every time you see it, she said, think of her. To remember her, my friend who cares about me and loves me, that every time I see the glitter, I can think of her. And yesterday, I was walking through my apartment and my carpet glittered gold, and I thought of my friend, Hallie. I remembered her. Young friends, today is a Sunday when we usually celebrate baptism. You may or may not know what that is. It's usually when children or adults, they, they say, that they believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and Pastor Rachel or Pastor Alex gets to touch water on their head so everyone can see and know that they are loved by God and that they are a member of God's family. The thing is, after that baptism's over, the water on your head, it, it eventually dries. And there's nothing left to see. But the something is still there. And what's still there is God's love. God's love of that person, of you, of me, of everyone. And it is in that love that we remember God and that God remembers us. And so when I walked through my living room yesterday and my carpet sparkled, I couldn't help but think that God's love is a little bit like that glitter. I can't get rid of it, even if I wanted to. Sometimes I get mad that it's still there. Sometimes I'm intimidated by the challenge of the glitter. But no matter how hard I try, the glitter's still there, and no matter what I do, God still loves me, God still loves you. Throughout the entire year, when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're afraid, when you're confused, God's love never leads you, leaves you. And every once in a while, you catch a glimpse of it, just like I catch a glimpse of my carpet full of glitter just can't seem to get rid of it. God's love for you and for me, and the fact that we're all part of God's family. Let us pray. Repeat after me. Dear God, help us to look for the glitter. Help us to see your love. Help us to remember you. Amen. Friends, as we turn now to a time for the hearing of Scripture, let us prepare our hearts and minds in prayer. Let us pray. Lord, who is veiled in mystery, yet known in love and compassion, 
Guide us this day with your words, feelings, and voice, that we may learn more of you and be equipped to do your will in this world. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Our scripture passage for this morning comes from Psalm 29. Listen for the word of the Lord. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shapes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all say, Glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, let us pray together again. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us and use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. And to that end, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may recall that the prophet Elijah once stood on the mountain of God waiting for God to pass by. And out of nowhere came a violent wind, so strong it was splitting mountains, breaking rocks in pieces, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, God arrived in a sound of sheer silence or as it's often translated in a still, small voice. We encounter the voice of God again in our text today, but today that voice is anything but small or still or quiet. Today we encounter the voice of God that looks far more like the earthquake and the wind and the fire. On any given Sunday, I'd say most of us are far more content to encounter the quiet, still, small voice of God rather than the voice of God that has the power to create or destroy the world. Why do I think that? Well, because we are Presbyterians, and as God's frozen chosen, we tend to get a little uncomfortable on Sunday if even the liturgy is really different, or if we sing a hymn that, God forbid, might lead our hips to sway, our hands to snap or clap. Encountering the God who causes cedars to break and oaks to whirl may not be what we're looking for on our average Sunday morning. 
And yet each Sunday, each Sunday when we invoke the presence of God in our midst, when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, each week we call upon the presence of the living God who can do both, whose voice can appear in the still and the small and the quiet and the God whose voice can call galaxies into being and thunder over the earth. When considering the mighty acts that God's voice is capable of and our willingness to call on God anyway, writer Annie Dillard warns churches are like children playing on the floor with their chemistry sets, unaware they're mixing up a batch of TNT to kill a Sunday morning. It is madness to wear ladies' straw hats to church. We should all be wearing crash helmets. Ushers should issue life preservers at the door and signal flares they should lash us to our pews. Because the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. When the Lord of hosts speaks, the foundations of life are shaken from the very beginning of Scripture in the story of creation, a story that sits alongside our passage in the lectionary today. From the very beginning, we read of God's voice piercing the darkness and void, assembling, designing the world and all that is in it with purpose and eloquence and power. And in our text today, we see that same power, but it takes a different form, dismantling, destroying, burning, and pruning. And when we put these passages next to each other, they show us the depth and complexity of God's voice. It is life-giving and life-shaking. It brings forth new things and challenges the status quo. It builds up and it tears down, comforting and convicting, forming and reforming, establishing and disrupting. The voice of the God may frighten us to our bones, but it is boundless in what it can accomplish. On this particular Sunday each year, again in our lectionary, alongside both of these pictures of the power and majesty of God's voice in creation, we also find the story of Jesus' baptism that Molly alluded to a little while ago. The voice of God speaks in that story once again, this time with boldness over the water as Jesus emerges from it. You are my son, the beloved with you, I am well pleased. Here in the waters of the Jordan, God's voice establishes identity and intention. Jesus is anointed by God, marked for ministry and sealed in God's life. And it's easy to look at these two different images of God's voice and think they don't belong together. One is the manifestation of the Lord's thundering power in creation. And the second is this beautiful, quiet manifestation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, marked for ministry, claimed as God's own forever. And yet both of them, both of these images of God's voice remind us that essential to God's voice is the work of transformation. In his baptism, Jesus is transformed into this Messiah empowered by the voice of God to resist every temptation that Satan will throw at him in the wilderness, God's voice enables Jesus to find his voice to speak truth and salvation to God's people. By the power of God's voice, Jesus is inspired to go public with his ministry with a passion 
that enables him to set his face toward Jerusalem's cross, never looking back, even when his friends try to persuade him otherwise. And in our psalm for today, we hear God's voice seven times. God's voice isn't exactly comforting. We are ready to grab our crash helmets and our life preservers. But perhaps, perhaps that's because God's voice is so transforming. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. The voice of God breaks shakes, flashes, strips. Nothing is a match for God and nothing and no one is immune from the impact of the voice of the Lord. Nor do we want it that way because God's voice never leaves things the same. God is always in the business of transformation. But it may not always be the transformation we desire. As Dr. Luke Powery puts it, the things we thought were forever strong and secure like the cedars or the oaks, they are nothing before the voice of God. They swirl and are broken when God speaks. God can make a forever, a never, a never, a forever. The things we think are unbreakable, God will break. The mightiest oaks are no match for the might of God, and that's the point. Nothing can stop the voice of God, and nothing is forever except the word of God. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. And this eternal word, it shakes us up because there's always transformation, always change when God speaks, when the voice of the Lord is heard, never sameness, always difference, light in darkness, heavens torn apart, love expressed in baptism. God can shake the very foundations of the earth. And God's voice can do the same with you and with me if we have ears to hear it. Friends, there has perhaps never been a week in our lifetime with such a desperate need for the transforming power of God's voice. In this week, as the democracy of our country felt more fragile than ever before, we saw the sin of violence, racism, white supremacy again on full display. And while we as Christians can and should absolutely condemn these things that are so obviously wrong, that are antithetical to the values of our Christian witness, simply condemning them doesn't feel like enough. And to be honest, as I have wrestled with this text and these words every day, I do not know today what is enough. And what may be enough for one of you is not enough for another and may be too much for another. Friends, let me assure you, there is much today I do not know. But there are a few things I do know. I do know that the division that has been stirred up in these last few 
decades. The division that reached an ugly crescendo on January 6th, that division will still be with us. I do know that in and because of that division, sibling has been pitted against sibling. Households have been divided. Friendships have been forever tarnished. I know that is even true within our church. I do know that as one who claims Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it was heartbreaking to see the use of his name flying on banners and crying out as a rallying call to incite hatred and violence. And thus I do know with every fiber of my being that as Christians we are called to pray. And I realize that for some today prayer may feel like inaction, but when we invite the God whose very name makes evil tremble. When we invite the God whose voice causes cedars to break and oaks to whirl into the depths of brokenness and pain in our world, my friends, is there anything truly more powerful? I also know, friends, that in the waters of baptism, the same waters that Jesus passed through, I do know that you and I have been claimed by God forever. I do know that in the same way the voice of God broke through the heavens like a dove, transforming Jesus for all that was ahead, God has already and will continue to transform you and me for all that lies ahead. But I also know that just like the transformation we have borne witness to in our psalm today, that transformation will not always be what we desire. Because God's voice can make a forever a never and a never, a forever. The things we think are unbreakable in our hearts and minds and belief systems, God can break. The mightiest oaks are no match for God. God loves us too much to leave us as we are. And so perhaps, rather than dismissing the scenes of this week as the misdirected activities of a few, perhaps our baptism calls us to the more difficult and more necessary work of examining our own words and actions and lack of action. How have we contributed, consciously or unconsciously, to the emotions and discord that we saw on display this week? How have we created or allowed a dangerous mix of racism, patriotism, and Christianity to brew in our midst? How have we actively or passively fueled the flames of discord and division in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our community, and in our country? One thing I know for sure, friends, is that the world needs people who have not only heard the voice of God, and have been claimed by it in the waters of baptism. But the world needs people who will let that voice of transformation seep into their hearts and souls. Confident, grateful that God loves us too much to leave us as we are. But to do that takes incredible courage and faith. And perhaps a willingness to even set aside the crash helmet and the life preserver 
and say, here I am, God. Unprotected. Vulnerable. Ready to be transformed for your work in this broken world. So break in me what I think is unbreakable. Shatter in me what I don't even know needs to be shattered. Fan my heart aflame so that it is on fire for your purpose alone. Give me courage. Give me courage to bear witness to you in every facet of my life. And give me a courage I can't even imagine having, but one I know I will need to let your truth pierce the darkness in my own heart. As the psalmist so eloquently reminds us, God sits enthroned and reigns over everything. And the power of God's voice that transforms the world from nothing to something should not surprise us. Because God changes God's own form taking on human form in order to transform us. It is God's way to make new ways, new paths, new opportunities to strip the forest, to shake the wilderness, to have the sun rise and sun set every day in order to make the next day new. I don't know God to be satisfied with the status quo or to be one who leaves us the same. I do know God to be one who can melt the hardest of hearts and who can break the unbreakable and create something beautiful out of absolutely nothing. From the Alpha to the Omega, from the beginning to the end. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please turn to your bulletin and join me as we affirm our faith in a transforming God through the words of a brief statement of faith, a confession of the Presbyterian Church USA. Together, let us state what we believe. We trust in God, whom Jesus called Abba, Father. In sovereign love, God created the world good and makes everyone equally in God's image, male and female, of every race and people, to live as one community. But we rebel against God. We hide from our Creator. Ignoring God's commandments, we violate the image of God in others and ourselves. Accept lies as truth, exploit neighbor and nature, and threaten death to the planet entrusted to our care. We deserve God's condemnation, yet God acts with justice and mercy to redeem creation. In everlasting love, the God of Abraham and Sarah chose a covenant people to bless all families of the earth. Hearing their cry, God delivered the children of Israel from the house of bondage. Loving us still, 
God makes us heirs with Christ of the covenant. Like a mother who will not forsake her nursing child, like a father who runs to welcome the prodigal home, God is faithful still. With believers in every time and place, we rejoice that nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved of God, having heard the word proclaimed, as we sit for the next few minutes, let us sit in God's presence. You may reflect on the words of the hymn printed in your bulletin, or the response of your heart to the word proclaimed and read this day. This time is an opportunity for us to be connected by God's presence in all the many places where we are worshiping. Let us open our hearts and our minds to the gift of God's presence. Friends, let us pray. 
God whose voice hovered over the mighty waters and spoke the world into existence. We come before you this day to give thanks for all you create among us, and we pray for the broken pieces which keep us from being whole. Lord of all, we ascribe to you everything that is good and holy in this world. The skipping of grandchildren on computer screens as they play in joy and comfort. The news of vaccines being distributed to healthcare workers, family, and friends. Even the sound of stillness as animals and plants recede into the background of winter. These and many more moments give us reason to praise you in all of your strength and splendor. Word of God, it is your voice we wish to hear and align ourselves with this day and in days to come. We pray your voice may guide us to wisdom and truth as our country is overwhelmed by the noise of greed and deceit. We pray your voice may give us conviction and courage to be your disciples of love and justice in our world that is lacking much of it. We pray your voice may give us healing and comfort as we grieve those who have died, pray for those who are sick, and ask for more support in daily challenges of life. Spirit of the living God, it is you who surrounds us in our nights and days, our comings and our goings. It is you who is the epoch of transformation. So we pray that no matter what we are facing, you may turn us towards the awareness of your never-ceasing presence. Separate the cedars and the oaks making up the forest before us. Shake the wilderness loose of its stumbling blocks and misdirections. Clear a path on this windy road of life so that we may return to your righteousness. Guide us to the gates of your temple. Throw open the doors of your holiness and allow us to join our voices with yours as we proclaim from the depths of our being glory to our God and love to our neighbor. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. My friends, as we go out into this broken world, may we do so with lives and hearts open to be transformed by our God. Break in me, O God, what feels unbreakable. Shatter in me what I don't even know needs to be shattered. Fan, my, fan a flame upon my heart that all of it might be for you. And as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, and be with those you are called to love this day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen.